So last night was homecoming, but for some reason, pictures were three hours before the actual dance started. So we took pictures. Then me and my friends went and ate at Press Bus. We have like 45 minutes, an hour to kill. So we're like, let's go to Target. Wander around Target. We're like, we're all in heels. <laughs> oh, well, um, my feet hurt by the time we got to the dance, but that's okay. Um, so what we did is we went, we got a cart and we just rode around in the cart around Target, looked at the Halloween stuff. So my friends tried on like a taco costume, a ketchup costume. One of them like had half a banana costume on. Hmm. Other half didn't really. Hold on. You rode around in a cart? Mm -hmm. In your homecoming Like a shopping cart? Yes. In your homecoming clothes? Yes. Okay. Because mine wasn't a dress. It was a romper. So I could easily get into the cart. (laughs) My other friends were like, "Uh, I can't really get into the cart. And I was like, don't worry, guys. I got this. I can do it for you. And then they just pushed me around. My friend had a little like disposable camera. And so we were taking like pictures and videos. We had what we call the homecoming vlog. It would take videos and be like, guys, homecoming vlog number seven. We're at Target riding around in carts. (laughs) Is this a disposable camera that you have? It was like a a digital camera. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. You don't have to get the film developed. You can just put the card in your computer or plug it into your computer. It's not mine. I don't know. Oh, okay. That sounds right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you just run around Target in your home. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And then you made it to the dance. Did you dance barefoot? Uh-huh. Okay. At the end of it, our principal was, as we're leaving, she's like, everybody, make sure you get your own two shoes. We're not playing Cinderella tomorrow. <laughs> <sighs> wow. How many people were in your group? How many people were riding in the cart? Just me. And then uh, one was pushing me and then two were walking. Okay. Is there a video of this somewhere? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry. There's plenty. <laughs> All on the little camera. There's some on my phone. It's, it's just everywhere. Okay. So that's what you need to do. Everyone who's listening now, go out to Target. Somebody get in a cart. Everybody else push you around and try on Halloween costumes. But you have to be in fancy clothes. Mm-hmm. It makes it more fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get much more um, interesting looks as you do it. We always wanted to, I worked with these at our old church and we wanted to do a fancy girls date where we like everyone gets dressed up fancy and we go eat like at Chick-fil-A or something and just have lots of weird stares. Yes. Then go like to the movies or something, but dress like super prom dress, whatever. Exactly. But like you have to get it from a thrift store. Absolutely. That has to be part of the activity. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to The Testament, a podcast that spotlights the amazing real-life stories of everyday people who've been transformed by their surrender to Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of one of the many miraculous before and after accounts of lives forever changed by encountering the Savior. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Testament. My name is Jeff Keck. And I'm Jess Kirchmeyer, and we're here today with Peyton McKenzie. Hi, Peyton. Hi. Why don't you introduce yourself to us? So I'm Peyton McKenzie. I am 16. I go to Pantico Christian Academy. I play softball and participate in the musical and church choir. Yeah. Nice. All the fun things. So fun. Um, Peyton, this show is about Jesus and how he has changed our lives. So would you share with us your testimony of how you came to know Christ as your Savior? 
Yeah, so I grew up in pretty much a churchy home, like the pretty stereotypical for like hearing a story, like grew up in church, but it wasn't quite all the time. It was just, oh, like we're not doing Sunday something Sunday morning, like we'll go to church. And so we would go to church. And then um, when I was 10, me and my mom, my girl cousins and my aunt, we all went up to New York for a um, a 10th birthday party, Thanksgiving that year, my other, my cousin's 10th birthday party, all, all the events. Big celebration. All the events in one trip. And we went and just had fun and hung out. And by the end of this, so my cousin's my best friend who was also there. And so she, we're best friends, but eventually I'm tired of her because it's been a week <laughs> and we're 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, so event, like I was like, oh yes, like kind of happy to not be on the plane with her because I'm tired of her, but I also love her. <laughs> but I'm a little tired of her at this point. <laughs> um, so then I got some good quality time with my mom there where we hung out on the plane and she asked me, she was like, hey, so like, like, do you believe in Jesus, like that he's a real person and he like rose from the grave to save you from your sins? And I was like, yes, like I definitely do. She's like, okay, like, like would ask me more follow up questions and stuff. It's like, like, do you want to pray to accept him into your life? And I was like, yeah, sure. But at the moment, I was kind of doing that just to please my mom. She'd been kind of poking on it, leaning towards it and like giving hints about it for a few months. And I was like, yes, just stop asking me questions. <laughs> I was like, OK, cool. Yes. Because I, I did believe it. I just didn't quite get the implications of that. But that was God building a foundation into my life and knowing that I would need him there. Mm. Um, so then... I went to my public school, Butler Elementary, the that sixth grade year. And then after that year, wait, I went to Butler for the next for a few years up until sixth grade. But the summer before sixth grade, uh, my dad unexpectedly unexpectedly died and I was crushed because he was my best friend and like I know you're not supposed to pick favorites, but he might have been the favorite. Mm. <laughs> um and so I was so confused, like, how did that happen? Like, it was unexpected and no no one really saw it coming. Mm. But I was very much like, okay, it's done. It's over. I'm not going to deal with it. Mm. It's okay, cool. Next. And like the next day, everyone was like still sitting at home. And I was like, guys, this is really weird. Like, it's awkward. Everybody's just like moping around. And I was like, come on, we got to move on. Like, life still moves. Um, and so like I went to Hurricane Harbor with my friend like I had planned to like we walked around and hung out and I just started going on life as if nothing happened because I don't like dealing with emotions. And so I just did not mm-hmm. um, But then so I went to sixth grade at my public school that year. But then the next year, my mom was like, OK, I can enroll her in PCA now and get her into a good Christian environment that I've always wanted them to be in, me and my little brother. And so uh, she was trying to decide, like, should it be you and Aiden or just you? And I was like, I'll be the guinea pig. I'll go for the. I'll go first. So I went and enjoyed my time there. But when I first moved to PCA, I was like, oh my gosh, guys, I'm going to a Christian school. What in the world is that? Like, this is weird. Uh, I I think I've, I've gone to church camp. Uh, um, t- 
what do I do? Uh, oh, I've heard you do a quiet time. I'll do that. <laughs> and like I had one that like my church camp had given me. It was like under my bed somewhere, or, like in my suitcase. <laughs> it was like, perfect. Let's try this. And like started doing that, like to build the habit. And it was like slow, but steady, like building it here and like, oops, overslept there. Like, let's try it at night and like find out my best time to do it. And so I did that just trying to fit in mainly. But that was also God teaching me how to build a relationship with him, even if it wasn't what I thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. He was preparing me for what I would need in life and building that foundation, like says in Matthew. So I... I was building that foundation, but that was really just to fit in. But then I got to PCA and I already knew a few people from church and they were like, hey, let's go hang out. And I was like, like do stuff and be friends. And like, oh, you don't know the 66 books of the Bible? Okay, cool. I don't either. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? How many? What? What am I supposed to know? I have a Bible. Does that count? <laughs> or am I supposed to bring that to school? Like, I was so lost. I was like, oh, I have no clue what, what's supposed to happen here. Um, but they didn't care. They still loved me either way. And they built, it was a good community I was getting poured into. Um, I think I knew like, I think it was six books of the Bible, like Genesis, the Gospels, and Revelation. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> like at the beginning of the year, they were like, okay, we're going to learn all the books of the Bible this year. Uh, let's... Let's see, let's see what you know. And like they gave us a blank page and it was like, um, like numbered one through 66. It was like, interesting. Like right in the middle, I was like, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's like, I think Genesis, Genesis first, Revelations last. Some of my friends were like singing the little song. I was like, there's a song. There's a song. I don't even know the song. Oh, I know the song. <laughs> you know it now. <laughs> yes, I know it well now. Um. And so that was cool. I was getting to like build that relationship with God and learn more about him just in my daily life at school, whether I realized I was learning more or not, I was. Yeah. And I knew I had good community around me, which God was preparing for me. And so then it, I'm, it's eighth grade year. I'm like, okay, top dog of middle school. Like I'm ready for this. It's going to be a good year. Um, newsflash guys, that was COVID year for my grade. Mm -hmm. I was in eighth grade. Um, so that spring we just didn't go back after spring break. Um, but also, so God had been preparing me seventh grade, building a good community with my friends at school. He was preparing me for that time and also for in November when my mom unexpectedly died at my birthday party, my 14th birthday. Mm. And uh, that was crazy because I had invited like five or six people uh, to showed up. And, but that was also God planning it so perfectly because every other person I invited would not have handled that properly or in a good, healthy way. But who I was there with knew what to do. They were my closest friends. And like my little brother came in and was like, hey, um, um, Peyton, I need you. And I was like, Aiden, come on. We've talked about this. It's my birthday party. Like, leave me alone. He was like, uh, and then like my cousin was like, pay and just like, and I was like, no, like I can tell something's up. So we went in there and my mom was unconscious and I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? It's like, Aiden, go get Colleen, which is my cousin. Then Izzy is the other person who's my best friend. And so those were the two people who were there with me. And, um, 
I ran over to my neighbor's house because I was always told something's wrong. Go over to Rachel's house. Uh, they weren't home, of course. Just like that would be too easy. <laughs> they weren't home. Um, so then I came. I ran back to my house and Colleen's on the phone with nine one one and talking to a dispatcher. So I like spit out my address and they're on their way. And we started CPR. But here's another God thing. He planned it perfectly because me and Colleen were both CPR certified. Mm. And Colleen had been recertified a week prior. Mm. So it was fresh on her brain and she knew what to do. And we both looked at each other and I was like, can you do this? She stepped up and did that for me. And I stood there and I was kneeling down next to them counting. And right as I get to like 60, 61, 62, I hear the sirens. So I run out. And of course they pass the house on the first try. Mm. Like, why not? Because um, everyone passes the house on the first try. So I moved and and like stood in the middle street. It was like, hello, we're, we're, wrong way. Like, back it up. I don't know how a giant fire truck does with the reverse thing, but they did it, made it to the house, and they came in, like, um, can you, like, move the dogs? And we're like, oh, yeah, uh, dogs, oh, how do you, yes, uh, they're too big, uh, and just, like, dragged them out of the room. We're like, okay, and, like, I think I put them in their crate or something, but, uh, so me and Colleen went back into my room where Izzy is hanging out with Aiden. And I've talked with Izzy since then, and she is convinced God had God told her, Izzy, you're here for a reason. Every single person in this house is here for a purpose and a reason. Colleen was there for CPR and like helping out with that stuff. I was, me and Aiden were there for a reason, and Izzy was there, and Izzy was like, yeah, God has told me your job here is to help Aiden and take care of Aiden while the big kids are dealing with whatnot. Mm. And so... We were there and we all got in the room and they were like, okay, like, let's call. Who do we call? Colleen lives in Plano, so we couldn't call her parents. They weren't close enough. Like, can't call my parents. So uh, we called Izzy's parents and they drove over in their giant SUV, picked us up, and we all went to the ER together. And that was some bonding time. Yeah. In a hot and stuffy room, which was just gross. Um but through that time, I got to know Izzy and Colleen a lot better. And we were all already friends to start with, even though Izzy goes to one school and Colleen lives in Plano and I go to a private school. Like, we were all still friends from all, like, my birthday parties and Colleen's birthday parties. So we bonded even closer and we're still all best friends, like, to this day. And I still talk with them as much as I can, mm -hmm. even though we all three go to different schools miles and miles away from each other. Um, so that was a huge part of community that God was building for me. And then, so around... 1 a.m., they came in and were, like, clearing people out. And I was like, guys, I need to go to the bathroom right now. Like, let me out. Like, I, I know what's about to come. Like, I already know what's happening. Um, I'm going to the bathroom. But prior to this, when – before we went into my room um, and hung out while they – while we called Izzy's parents, I stood in the hall – and prayed and I'm thinking maybe one of these big firefighters will see me standing my hands together and my eyes closed and say oh I she I think I should pray with her um all of a sudden all the firefighters are disappeared not walking through the house anywhere and I'm like 
um, okay. And so I just started praying and I was like, God, I have no clue what's going on right now, but thank you that you do and you're in control. Um, let your will be done. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like it. And so just let your will be done. And like right there, I I could feel the Holy Spirit telling me like, hey, Peyton, like your mom's not going to make it, but it's okay because I'm here with you and the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus, the whole Trinity will always be with me no matter what, which is like something that super got implemented. So then later that night we got told like officially mom died and I was like, okay, I kind of already knew that. I've known that for a few hours. It was just like waiting for the official mark. I remember trying to cry because they told me and everyone's like crying and like freaking out. And I was like, uh, like someone was hugging me. I was like, I can't even cry. Like, could it like, I was like, just cry, cry. Like everyone else crying. Why don't you cry? God was like, no, that's not what you're supposed to do right now. Okay. Um, so we got told. And then a few hours later, we spend the night at my aunt and uncle's house, which turns out to be my new home where I'll live for indefinitely um, until I go to college. But um, that was also an amazing like, thing, like knowing that there were people who could take us in. And I'm very grateful that I had those people and had a safe place to go. Otherwise, I could have been in foster care. And that is just not where God wanted me. He wanted me in a safe home with lots of people and friends so I could still go to a private school and get my tuition paid for and still be loved on. So a few days, we, I think it was about two weeks after my mom died, I was like, me and my brother are sharing like the guest bedroom. And I was like, okay, you're driving me crazy. We're too close. <laughs> it's like this tiny room and there's two beds. You're too close. And I was like, and then I got my, I, I moved into my own room first. Aiden lived in that room for a little bit so they could clear out the other room. And uh, my Bible and my devotional that I had been periodically working on was brought over to Lara and Paul's house. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I know God is the only thing that will last with me forever. Clearly, everything else will fade away or someone will let you down. No matter what, other things will fade away, like things that this world don't last forever. But God does. So... Hi, God, what do I do now? And through that time, I got to grow so much closer in my relationship with Jesus through this time. And then later that year, when we got quarantined, didn't go back to school, I was able to spend so much time growing closer to God. I know that that was like a horrible time of like the world pandemic, but personally, I was able to grow so much and get to know God so much better. And I came out better because of it. I was able to hang out with my friends and get to know my new family. And it was just amazing seeing how God worked through that. So um, how old were you when your dad died? I was 11 and my brother was seven. And when your mom? 14 and 10. Okay. So you know 
hardly anybody ever goes through that kind of a tragedy, much <laughs> yeah. less at that age. Definitely. Um, and you said that you grew closer with Christ through that time period. Um, so earlier on your testimony, you know, you were saying, yeah, I accept Jesus. Stop bugging me about it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then you also said you didn't like dealing with emotions. So there's a couple of things going on here that... Um, did you did you try to run away from emotion on your mom's death as well? And and that is what helped you to get closer to the Lord? Or how did that exactly happen? Because these are two very traumatic things that some people would look at God and say, you know what, I blame you and I'm not even going to talk to you ever again in my whole life. Right? Yeah. Some people may do that. Mm-hmm. That's not what you did, though. You got closer to him. So yes. kind of go through how that process happened. So I had realized, I was like, so I, I'm a very all logic, no emotion kind of person. And it turns out that can be a good thing. And it helps me move on from things faster. I actually, so my mom died on a Friday night and I went back to school the next Monday because it was like, okay, everybody's moping around the house. Like I need to keep, like I keep moving. A few weeks later, like I was at school in the lunchroom and it like hit me and I broke down crying and then went and like skipped a few classes and like hung out with my counselor some. And so I think it was about that time that I had also started the Bible study, I think Hmm. maybe memory's a little fuzzy around there, but um, I would say that's, when I started being like, okay, this is real. Like it happened and like, it's, there's no going back to change it. God can do miracles, but likely that is not what he would choose to do in this moment. And if he does, cool. But I just, that just isn't a good, that's not a confident hope you can have. Like, that's just not a hope I saw that was worth chasing after. So I started dealing with emotions a little bit, just just a teeny bit, and also growing closer to God and being like, okay, what do I do now? What's next? How do I start off today? And then like somebody's driving me crazy at school and I'm like, okay, God, what do I do? You're driving me crazy and stuff like that. Um, You you mentioned some about community and about the roles that, you Mm -hmm. know, the different um, four of you had in that night um, of losing your mom, but um, what are some other like benefits or importance that you see from having community around you and praying for you during that time? Because that's another thing that um, losing people close to you like that could easily cause you to like push people away too and yeah. fear of like losing them as well. So how did you press into that or how did those people pursue you? And yeah, um, what did so- that do? The day after my mom died, um, I had a lot of my close friends just come and hang out. And I remember uh, we just hung out and laid on the floor of the living room with some pillows. And we're like, look at these cute animals on Pinterest and just trying to hang out. And it was you could feel that everyone knew like, okay, like. I've never dealt done this before. I've never mm-hmm. comforted someone. I was like, okay, I've never really like, had to be comforted like for a second loss or anything. And so through that, I got to grow closer to those friends because they saw me in school the next day and were like, oh my gosh, pants at school. Mm-hmm. Like I remember I walked in and one kid, he looks at me and goes, you're here? And his eyes are like wide. And I was like, 
why are you the only person in the hall right now? <laughs> like, this is so weird. And so that probably left some impression on him, but just all sorts of things. And like the PCA community came and wrapped their arms around us. We had food coming into the house for months, uh, like so much that like we'd be like giving it to our cousins and like someone would come <laughs> over and be like, okay, you take last night's dinner that's like in pan the size of size of my table <laughs> and you take that and like we'll have this one and then like our we had like we have like a back like garage fe- freezer full stuffed of food and we were like, okay, like I feel bad. Like we're wasting so much food because it was at that point so many people were like i'm not sure how to comfort but i know making food and stuff like that can be harder when you're struggling so i will bring them food and gift cards and gifts and all sorts of things like we had a stack of by the end of it we had a stack of gift cards that was about (laughs) how many inches that like three or four yeah three or four inches high worth of gift cards wow just because people were like loving on us and showing us like some of my friends parents were like hey like let's go to six flags this weekend or knowing if laura and paul are struggling some like hey like we can take the kids for a few for like an hour or so like go to putt putt or main event or like just do something fun and so the pca community came and like wrapped us up and put their arms around us because my whole family has gone to PCA since it's been a school. Uh, my mom went to PCA. My aunt went to PCA. My grandma was actually the principal <laughs> at PCA for a little bit. So um, I felt well integrated into the school because when my mom and aunt went there, a lot of a lot of their friends now have kids the same age as me and Aiden mm-hmm. at PCA. So it's like a legacy line and right. they all came and wrapped around us. What is something that you would, this isn't on here, but what is something that like is a a tip or a suggestion you would give to someone who is walking with someone else who's grieving? Okay. Um, Like, is there stuff that we should just not do or stuff that we definitely should do? (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you don't make good food, it's okay to give us a Chick-fil-A gift card. (laughs) Um, If you make that pistachio cake, whoever you are who made that pistachio and chocolate cake um i want that recipe i'm still dreaming about it um whoever you are please just let me know if you're listening i want the recipe really badly um but something like just an interesting if you want to switch it up some breakfast foods Mm. like that's what because like one of my friends in between when my mom and dad died her dad died and i was like hey, like we came over and we brought them breakfast foods and it was crazy seeing like how shocked they were. And we're like, like we came over at like 10 or something on the Saturday morning, hmm. like here's cinnamon rolls and biscuits and toast and like yeah. jugs of milk. And they were like, oh my gosh, like we have a 10 year old boy. All he does is eat. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, like, thank you so much. Like that meant a lot. Like I could just see how much they were like, oh, like just kind of a change of pace or like yeah. breakfast for dinner. That's can be a way to switch it around. Obviously, not everyone do that. Right. But I'm a huge breakfast fan, so that's super cool. Um, And it just kind of depends on who the person is. Mm -hmm. For some people, some days are harder than others. Some days it's 
randomly like, okay, today just sucks. Mm. And then some some people are like, oh, it's like an anniversary or a birthday. Like my friend who we went to and her dad died, um, every di- every time it was her dad's birthday, she would come and give me a big hug. It was like, today just sucks. Mm. But like for me, birthdays aren't as hard. It's more of like the anniversary of the death. Mm. And so it just kind of depends on the person and just showing them you love them. Find some creative way to do that. Like we had like one of our friends, her dad's a firefighter and they were like, hey, uh, here's a, like and they like printed out a little fake coupon and we're like, hey, come bring a friend and we're going to go tour the fire department right oh. around in his truck. That was so much fun. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and like we enjoyed every minute of that. We were like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And like they let us press the button and like water the grass a little. Yeah. <laughs> just all sorts of just interesting yeah whatever resources you have that you think maybe that sounds interesting or fun yeah yeah Yeah. that's cool and i I do like that you mentioned first about your foundation with jesus and how important that was to have because Mm -hmm. like you said like community does like change and like come in and out and seasons change like you have some consistency in it but it also like having like the straight always consistent lord is like a great foundation for mm-hmm. when you're walking through something like that. For yeah. Sure. So we know that God uses our stories to help others basically to share with others. And also that's kind of the purpose of this podcast also is because I believe that everybody's testimony is meant for somebody, right? God has that outlined. So somebody is meant to hear your testimony and your story. But up until this point, how have you already seen your story impact somebody else that God has used some, used your story to impact somebody else? Okay, so I've actually shared my testimony like officially in two other places. Yeah. Last year, like last September, I shared it at chapel at school um, on one of our chapel Thursdays in front of the entire high school. Mm. And that was so cool. And I had so many teachers come up to me and they're like, Peyton, like I look up to you and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're so mm. much older than me. Like that's mm. really weird. But they're like, I look, look up to you in these ways. And like, I was able to like grow closer to a lot of people. They're like, they would come and like, tell me a story or something. And I was like, okay, like that's like, I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, yeah. cool. Like it's just sometimes feels nice to like share your story or what's going on. Um, but I also shared my testimony at church one Wednesday night towards the end of, I think ninth grade year, mm. ninth, 10th. Yeah. So ninth grade year, I shared it at church, 10th grade, I shared it at school, and now I'm in 11th grade sharing it here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, that's, that's super cool. But um, a few months after I shared it at school, we had high school retreat, which is actually later this week for me. And that's where me and everyone in the high school of Pantigo we go away for like three days and kind of do like a church camp, like retreat. Like, well, like this think this year, I don't remember the place we're going to, but it's like a place that they host a church camp and you just do that sort of thing. Like have fun and there's games and like fellowship. There's also small groups and big groups where you're learning about Jesus and coming to get to know him closer. And last year we had 32 people get baptized mm-hmm. while we were there, which was amazing. And like so many of these were like my close friends I had known for a few years now. That was amazing. And one of them, like later that night, like we had a party or whatever. It's like, 
woo, like into the retreat, like mm. hang out and like have a party. And then um, as we were like towards the beginning of that, I came up, like told one of my friends and I gave her a hug. I was like, I'm so proud of you. Like that, that's like amazing. I'm so glad you did that. She goes, Peyton, you're the one who started this journey in my life. She was like, I like when you shared your testimony at school, that's where I started like thinking about it and thinking more critically about my relationship with Jesus. Mm. And so I officially dedicated my life to him this week mm. and got baptized because you started that in me by sharing your story, wow. being vulnerable through that. That's awesome. Yeah. So where, where do you think God's taking you? Uh, like, what do you want to do? What do you want, you know, when you leave, what do you think God's moving you to do? I don't know. Share my story whenever I can. You're a junior, right? Yes. Okay. Do, do you know what you're going to go no. to college for? No. You don't know what you want to be when you grow up? No. I like science. <laughs> you just going to leave it open? Yeah. yeah. Whatever God tells me to do. Yeah, that's awesome. I like doing science stuff. I like speaking and sharing my testimony. I actually had the, both the high school principal and the middle school principal who watched my testimony. They're like, Peyton, you are such a good speaker. Have you ever considered speaking? And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I kind of winged this. Like I planned this like two days ago. <laughs> I've been planning it for months, but like I actually started thinking about it like last week <laughs> when I was like, oh my gosh, the deadline's coming up. Like yeah. I should probably plan this out. Yeah. <laughs> I know my story, but I was like, I have to write it out. It's like, I've never shared it in front of this many people before. And so I don't know, I could go there. I was like all sorts of things. I don't know. Everything... I'm interested in a lot of things and very open about what I could do. Hmm. Do you like to have fun? Yes. Okay. You want to have some fun? Play a game? Of course. Okay. So you... It's a hard game. No. Am I going to lose? I'm going to lose. Is there a winner? I I mean, there's always a winner. Okay, good. (laughs) But no, you're not going to lose. And I'm always the loser. (laughs) Okay. So uh, this is five second rule. Okay. Um, the way it works, I'm going to give you a category and you're going to have uh, five seconds to give me three things in that category. So for example, if I said colors, you'd have five seconds to do red, purple, green or whatever. Um, and then you'll, we'll just bounce back and forth between the two of you. So, are you ready? You can go first, Peyton. Okay. Name three completely useless things that you have in your house. Uh, I don't... Uh, table. <laughs> Wait. That's, that's useful. <laughs> Do we need a five-second timer going on here? Uh, Either that or I could just count my fingers. <laughs> Wait, what's the correct answer? Whatever. Three I, useless things that you have in your... I mean, there's a million correct answers. Stuffed animals? I don't know. <laughs> Name three pet peeves. Um... <laughs> you guys are doing great. Thank you. I sleep in one. <laughs> okay. You have a little brother, so I have faith in you. Okay, I'm ready. Name three Pokemons. Pikachu, Squirtle, uh, the... Oh, Charizard. So close. Good job. I'll give it to you. You're close. Someone's got to get a point. I was like, it's the orange one. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Ready, Jeff? Yeah. Name three things that always make you laugh. Um, people that are funny, dogs that are funny, and... <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Cats that are funny, like... There you go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Peyton, name three animals that start with the letter D. Dog. Dragon. Dodo bird. <laughs> wow. Nice, nice, nice. You could have also said like dolphin or deer oh, if you wanted some more common ones. But I love your duck. I love your oh, very outlandish ones. Yeah, none of those like, went through the cycle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeff. Name three names with only three letters in them. Uh, Tom, Bill. Oh no no. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's it. <laughs> Okay, just a few more. Um, Peyton, name three sports where something is thrown. Softball, baseball, football. Look at you, that was a pro. Now you have time to spare. Yeah. Ha. Huh. When I play this game with my mom, she gets really frazzled and, and can never answer it. So when I play this game with her, sometimes whenever it's a good one, I just like keep going and try to see how many I can name in five seconds. Okay, this one's funny for him. Jeff? Name three subjects you took in high school. Uh, science, math, and uh, biology. There is that you science? Go. That's science. That is science. Okay, whatever. I don't know if you can remember Not that like far back. English, <laughs> foreign language. <laughs> we did all of our classes together as one outside in the <laughs> in the snow, on a hill, <laughs> under the tree, under the tree. <laughs> Okay, one more for each of you. Okay, Peyton, name three things you aren't allowed to do at a job interview. Barf. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> Cry. That's very good. That's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other you, answers although you are allowed to barf, it's probably found upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other answers on here made me laugh were pick your nose. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, last one, Jeff. Name three famous Michaels. Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, um, Michael Scott. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Good job. I think Peyton won. I know Peyton won. <laughs> oh, I think you got it. A, A answer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, Peyton. So we typically finish our podcast by asking everybody what their favorite scripture is. And that can be a verse, storyline, a character, whatever it is in scripture that typically touches your heart on a regular basis. Okay, this was very hard to pick for me, yeah. but I'm sure it is for a good amount of people. Yes, many people say that. Um, but for this one, I chose John 16, 33, so it really seems to fit well with my life. I've told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Hmm. What is it particularly about that verse? Just that... Being a Christian, there's going to be hard things in life, but that with God on your side, he can give you a peace that surpasses all understanding and hope for the future. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Paid McKenzie, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story. We appreciate it. Thank you. 
Thanks for coming. If you want to know more about who Jesus is, you can go to shockwaveministries.com and click on the gospel message. There you will find scripture references about who Jesus is and the plan of salvation, as well as different resources and references provided by our guests to help you through your walk with Christ. You can also click on the Testament tab where you will find a link to all of our podcasts and see our most recent podcast episodes that have been launched. Also on the Testament tab, you can drop us a line. Let us know what you think, if you have any comments or ideas for us, or point us to someone you think would make a great guest on our show. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Testament podcast. We'll make sure you know when each of our episodes launch and even give you a heads up on what episode is coming up with our Feature Friday posts. And if you see myself or Jess out and about, ask us for a business card. That's right. So we printed business cards with a QR code on them that leads your smartphone to our show. So thanks everyone for listening. Bye.